Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, which remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. Today, we're going to take a look back at the TV show Family, which aired on ABC from 1976 to 1980. Family was created by Jay Presson Allen and was produced by Aaron Spelling, Leonard Goldberg, and Mike Nichols. Family was definitely one of Aaron Spelling and Leonard Goldberg's TV shows during the 70s. It got a lot of critical acclaim. Now, of course, they also had on the air at the time Starskin Hutch, Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Fantasy Island. Those shows, although they were very popular in the ratings, the critics basically just brushed all those shows off. Family was the show that got all of the acclaim and it was acknowledged again and again within the industry with the multiple Emmy nominations and multiple Emmy wins. Family, well, it was basically just that, about a family, the Lawrences who lived in Pasadena, California. The Lawrences were an upper middle class family and you had the mom and dad, Kate and Doug, portrayed by Seda Thompson and Matt, um, James Broderick, the father of Matthew Broderick. Um, and you also had their three kids, Willie, portrayed by Gary Frank, Nancy, portrayed by Meredith Baxter Burney, and Buddy, portrayed by Christy McNichol. The family was supposed to be on for originally... Um, a limited run. It was supposed to be a limited series, kind of like the way Dallas was going to be a limited series at one point. It too was not supposed to be a weekly series, but with the ratings and with the basically how the network felt about those first few episodes, the way that the cast just really gelled so well together, the way that they had a great chemistry and connected on screen and the storylines were so real and so authentic and so relatable, the network decided to make Family a weekly series. It made its debut on March the 9th, 1976. And actually, I mentioned that Meredith Baxter Burney portrayed Nancy, the elder sister. Well, actually, there were three actresses to portray Nancy. The first actress for the first six episodes who portrayed Nancy was Elaine Heilvale. And I might be mis- mispronouncing her name, but she was a really pretty brunette actress. Now, either she wanted to leave the show or I think Fred Silverman wanted her replaced. Or it might have been a combination of both. I've read both um, doing research for the episode. I read where Elaine wanted to leave and then I also read that Silverman wanted to replace the actress. So they also um, had Jane Ackman cast as Nancy. Now, we have never seen any of her episodes because right after she got the role, she was replaced by Meredith. So actually, Meredith retaped the episodes, all the work that, that Jane Ackman had done. She reshot all of her scenes all the episodes that she had done, which were not really not a whole lot of work, but she reached everything was reshot with Meredith and she came on board and she remained in the role of Nancy until the series ended for the rest of the run of the show. Nancy, very spoiled, self-absorbed, self-centered, uh, 
She could be really nasty when she wanted to be. Not at all a very likable character. But as I've gotten older, the Nancy episodes are my favorite because I can relate to those episodes. Nancy was married to Jeff. Jeff was portrayed by John Rubenstein. In the first episode, as a matter of fact, Nancy catches Jeff in bed with her best friend. So Nancy and Jeff, Nancy and Jeff, they divorce. They have a little son, Timmy. Timmy was named after um, Nancy and the other Lawrence kids' brothers who died in a boating accident some years ago. But Nancy and Jeff divorced, but they stayed involved. I mean, they would break up and get back together, break up, get back together. They almost got remarried. So they were always in in and out of each other's lives. But the Nancy episodes, again, very compelling. All of her drama with Jeff and dating other men. There was a time when she was being stalked. As Nancy also was in law school. She wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, she was being stalked by a fellow uh, classmate in law school. There were also the ups and downs that she had as a single mother. Um, so the Nancy episodes today are my favorite. Despite the fact that I still don't care for the character... And I certainly didn't care for the character when I was a kid. Very compelling episodes. But each member within the cast had very good episodes to revolve around them. I mean, not just Nancy, but all of the characters on that show. There were episodes where maybe, for instance, they began to do this quite a bit. The primary episode was, let's say, about Willie. But then you would have another uh theme going within the episode in regard to Kate. So I always liked that, you know, it really gave the chance for everyone to have a part in an episode. And it really, you know, made the storylines, in my opinion, the episodes and the storylines even better. But the real big breakout star within family was no doubt Christy McNichol. Christy McNichol became a household name and a phenomenon during their years of family. She won two Emmys for her portrayal of Buddy, Buddy Lawrence, who, whose real name was actually Letitia, but Buddy, of course, was her nickname, and that's what everybody called her. Christy McNichol, the thing, because I was a big fan of hers. I mean, when I was a kid, the Buddy episodes were my favorite because Buddy was nine years older than me, but at the same time, she was a kid. And the thing about Buddy, I think that made her, and as a result, Christy McNichols so popular, was the fact that she was so relatable. Buddy was just your ordinary looking young teenage girl. You know, she didn't wear a lot of makeup. She really didn't wear makeup at all. She was not a flashy dresser. She was, I mean, she could be temperamental. She was very level-headed most of the time. But like most of us, like most teenagers, she could be temperamental, dramatic, unfair, harsh. She could be overindulgent. She could be very supportive, very kind, very empathetic, very sweet. She was someone you could always lean on. That's the thing about Buddy. Buddy was always there for you most of the time anyway. You could always depend upon her to be a good friend to you, to be a good sister to you, to be a good daughter, to be really whatever you needed. And she was so real and authentic as a character that no wonder the character was the most popular one on the show. 
and Chris McNichol was shot to the realms of superstardom. She also definitely was a role model for so many of us in the 70s because so many of us looked up to Buddy. She had Donnie and Marie on her wall. She rode her bike everywhere. You know, she was, like I said, she was just real. You know, she was really a real, authentic, young teenage girl. And that was what made the character, like I said, so easy to relate to. But actually, like I said, all the characters were very relatable. The storylines, very relatable. I mean, there was an episode where Doug almost became involved with his old girlfriend again. Actually, if I recall correctly, he had had an affair years ago. And of course, Kate still admitted that she still had those times when she didn't quite fully trust Doug when it came to other women. And he almost had an affair with, again, an old girlfriend. He didn't even go out of town on a family trip because he wanted to stay behind and see his old girlfriend. There was the episode when Kate thought that she might have, uh, she found a lump in her breast and she was concerned as to what that would lead to. There were the episodes about Willie. Now, Willie, in my opinion, was a very interesting character. Willie, again, portrayed by Gary Frank. He, too, won an Emmy for his portrayal on Family. Willie is someone that I, too, can relate to a lot in my past life. Because Willie was just all over the place. Willie was a good guy. Had a good heart. Warm, sincere, loyal, kind. You know, I really have always liked the character of Willie. But Willie was all over the place. And I see it now as I've gotten older, and I can relate to that very much because Willie was in his 20s and he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. He dropped out of college. He wanted to be a writer. He wanted to be a photographer. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do that. He did not really know where he belonged in life. And I know exactly how that feels. I was that same way when I was in my early 20s. And for quite a while after that, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where my niche was in life. And that was Willie. So again, very relatable because a lot of people don't know what to do with life. Don't, don't know what to do in life. They get done with high school. The first thing they figure you're supposed to do is go to college. But then, I mean, what then? Maybe college doesn't work or maybe it does work and you graduate from that. And then what do you do after college? So again, a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, a lot of people, not like Nancy, knew she wanted to be a lawyer like her father was. Doug was a lawyer. She wanted to follow in his footsteps. Uh, a lot of people, they just don't have that figured out at a very young age. And that was Willie. And again, that again made him a very relatable character. And again, like I said, the ups and downs within Doug and Kate's marriage. I mean, they had a good, solid marriage. But again, I mean, Kate was too quick to be insecure when it came to Doug and other women because he cheated on her in the past. And speaking of Kate, again, this very relatable about her. It's funny because when I was a kid watching Family, I always thought that Kate was really cold and really distant as a mother and that she was kind of unlikable. But now that I watch Kate, Kate was very likable, is very likable. She could be very stern, very direct, 
very no-nonsense, but she was very loving as a mother. She was a very supportive, nurturing, loving mother. It's funny how you see things differently as you get older. How I see all of these characters in a different light now, being in my 50s, than what I did when I was a kid watching the show. And even when I watched it um, in my 20s, because it was coming on one of the independent stations briefly. So I was watching it in my 20s, mid-20s or so. So different how I see it now as how I saw it back then. And before I go any further, Family is available in its entirety on Tubi. Uh, they took it off for a while, but it's over there again. It's in, in its entirety. You can also check it out on MeTV+. It comes on every weekday morning at 9 a.m., 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, the first two seasons are available on DVD. I have the first two seasons. Sadly, the entire series is not available as of yet on DVD. I don't think it's available on Blu-ray at all. But if you have Tubby, Tubi rather, Tubi, <laughs> or you can get MeTV Plus, you can definitely go and be able to check out Family. There are also quite a few episodes in their entirety on YouTube. So you can go over there and watch Family as well over on YouTube. But um, back to Kate. Kate was a stay-at-home mother for years. You know, Doug was a lawyer. He wanted to be a judge, but never really kind of had the guts to go for that goal. Again, very relatable. Lots of people in life, they want to do something more, but they don't have the guts to do it. They're intimidated. They don't think that they have what it takes to make that goal come to fruition. Well, that was Doug. He made a great living and had a great career as a lawyer, but he never went for what he really wanted to do, and that was to be a judge. Kate was a stay-at-home mom, and like I said, she took care of the family. That was what she did. She took care of the kids. She took care of Doug. But as the kids all began to get older, I mean, Nancy was, you know, had been married, had a child. Willie was, you know, an adult. Buddy was a teenager. Kate began to feel unfulfilled. There were times when she was really cranky and irritable and, and just kind of just in a bad way. And she realized that she wanted to do more than just cook for the family, take phone calls for Doug and for Nancy and for Willie and Buddy. She wanted a life and a career outside of being a wife and a mother. So she decided to go back to school and she ended up becoming a music teacher and she became a teacher at Buddy's school. That too very relatable because a lot of these days having a change like that is no big deal. There are a lot of people in their 50s. Uh, I know someone personally, um, they had a career as a teacher for a long time. They were in education. They recently left education and now they are a travel agent. So these days, doing something like that is very typical, very common. No one even really looks at it. If anything, you get lots of slaps on the backs. It's very, you know, you get lots of congratulations. It's very acceptable these days. But in the 70s, for uh, someone to decide they want to go back to school and they want to have a career after having not ever had a job. I know there was one episode where, you know, Kate was really wanting to go and pursue um, her musical career because she could play the piano. She really wanted to do more with that. And Doug was telling her, well, you know, you don't have a lot of skills. You know, you're talented, but you don't have a lot of skills. What are you going to do? And so that was how it was seen back in the 70s. It was just not, it was really frowned more upon in those days than what it is today. 
But Kate did not let Doug and his criticisms deter her. She went ahead and, of course, it didn't happen overnight. You saw Kate doing this in steps and in intervals, but she reached that level of having a career and a life in addition to being a wife and a mother. And she was very fulfilled in it. It was very satisfying for her, and it put her in a good place. It was really refreshing to see them make that change within Kate. Speaking of Kate, Seda Thompson, too, won an Emmy for portrayal of Kate Lawrence in 1978. Now, speaking of 1978, there was a major change within the show. Now, if you've seen the movie The Goodbye Girl, starring Richard Dreyfuss, and um, I believe her name was Marilyn Mason, um, there's a little girl in the movie, um, and her name was, the actress was Quinn Cummings. Quinn Cummings was so good in that movie. Aaron Spelling saw the movie, and he was so impressed with her portrayal in that film that he wanted her to join the cast of Family. So, in the fall of 1978, Kate and um, Doug basically, you know, kind of, you know, enjoying life, you know, kind of just cruising along, sailing along nicely. Well, two of their good friends in college were killed, and they had an 11-year-old daughter named Annie. And it was in the will, and they signed this, like, about probably nine years earlier, eight, nine years earlier, if anything were to happen to their friends, that they would take their child. They had forgotten about this. Kate and Doug had forgotten all about this. But, I mean, they went through with it, and they brought Annie into their home and into the Lawrence family. I liked Annie a lot because Annie was only a few years older than me. Annie was like four years older than me, and I thought it was great to have an even younger kid on the show because, again, there were episodes about Annie that, again, I could relate to being a kid, and um, I think the reason why they brought her into the show not only was Erin Spelling enthralled by her performance in The Goodbye Girl, but Buddy was getting older. And the storylines for Buddy were changing. So that meant that they wanted to keep the kind of more kid-friendly, if you will, storylines available. And so they thought that bringing Annie into the show would keep those storylines afloat. Because in the early years of Family, the Buddy storylines were all very kid-friendly, but very entertaining, very heartwarming, very popular with the viewers. And as, like I said, Buddy continued to get older and was heading, you know, toward, you know, preparing to go off to college, the storylines for her were definitely evolving. And so they wanted to keep those kid-friendly episodes um, a part of the show, and that's why they brought in Annie, which I thought was great. I liked Annie. Annie was very outspoken. She's very direct, very blunt, like a lot like Kate. She's very outspoken and blunt, direct, but she's also very funny. She's a funny little kid. So I was thrilled when they brought Annie to the show. But by the end of the 1978-79 season, because Family was a stable on Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 Central. That's when I remember watching it the most. Um, it was Tuesday night. You know, it was Happy Days, Three's Company, Liver and Shirley. And then, of course, you had Family. So that was a stellar lineup over on ABC. Well, they decided, the network did, ABC decided to move family to Thursday nights, and then they moved it to Friday, Saturday, it was all over the place, and the ratings began to really decline. Moving a show 
sometimes it doesn't hurt it too badly, but in other cases, it is detrimental. And to family, it was most definitely detrimental. I couldn't even find family. I mean, I remember watching it on Thursday nights, but then they moved it again, like I said, to like Friday. And of course, for Friday, for me, Friday was about the Incredible Hulk in Dallas and the Dukes of Hazard. So, I mean, you know, that's what I was, you know, no offense to, I'm not turning my back on family, but I mean, those three, they had my attention and they had a lot of other people's attention as well. So family was just all over the map for a while. And then they moved it to Wednesday and it was, just, it was just all over the place. And by June of 1980, the ratings definitely had declined so much that the last episode aired on the 25th of June, 1980. If I recall, it was the episode when Buddy was preparing to go off to college. And of course, you know how it is when you're leaving home for the first time. Are you doing the right thing? Do I really want to go? Uh, of course, you know, it was really hard for Doug, especially to see Buddy leave. So I think that's what the last episode was about. Don't quote me on that, but I think that title. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going... Um, giving a synopsis of it from memory. I should have looked it up, but I failed to do so. I apologize for that mistake. But I do think that's what the last episode was about, Buddy preparing to leave home and go off to college. But Family, again, such a good show. I mean, like I said, very realistic storylines and characters. And I mean, it was definitely very, very popular. And I enjoy watching it today even more than I did as a kid. Loved it as a kid. But I like it even more now, believe it or not, as a middle-aged adult. Probably because there's so many... I can relate to Willie more, Nancy, um, and, and Kate. As a kid, you know, I could relate to Buddy and then, of course, Annie. But now, as I've gotten older, and yes, I can still relate to Buddy and Annie because I used to be a kid, used to be a teenager. But now I can also add to that mix Kate and Willie and Nancy. And after the show ended, of course, everyone stayed in television. Sadly, James Broderick passed away two years later in November of 1982. I believe he died of a heart attack. There was going to be a reunion of family, uh, a uh, TV movie during the 1987-88 TV season. Everything, I mean, everyone was going to come back for it. All the rest of the cast coming back. Everything was on board. They had a script. Everything was ready to go. But then a writer's strike happened and that halted production. And as a result, sadly, the whole idea was abandoned. And that's really unfortunate because not only would there have been the reunion movie, but if the ratings had gone really well, which I'm pretty sure they would have, they were going to turn Family into an episodic television series yet once again. The thing is, though, Family Ties was still on. And as we all know, as we all know Meredith Baxter Burney, two years after Family ended, began Family Ties. The thing is, how would she have been able to have balanced family and family ties? It probably could have been done because in family, Nancy was not in every episode anyway. You do have several episodes where you did not see Nancy, which reminds me, in the last season, there was an episode which guest starred Michael J. Fox, believe it or not. 
He, I think the original date of this episode, the airing, I think was March the 5th of 1980. It's on YouTube. I watched it recently. He portrayed Richard, who was one of the students at the high school where, Tate, where Kate taught. And he developed this really serious mega crush on Kate. The way she handled it toward the end of the episode, very effective, but also very hilarious. So I definitely recommend going over to YouTube and checking that out. And you'll get to see some of the earliest Michael J. Fox out there. Funny thing is that Meredith was not in the episode. Nancy was not in that episode. So I guess they could have done it that way where, you know, Nancy was not in every episode. But I would have loved to have seen that reunion movie. Would have loved to have seen family come back. So disappointing still that that never happened. As for the rest of the cast, well, Seda Thompson sadly passed away in 2010. And everyone else, again, has remained within the industry. John Rubenstein, who also wrote the theme song to Family. Family had two theme songs. In the very beginning, the theme was more of a kind of a dark tone. But then um, when season two began, that was where the theme that I think we all remember the best came into being. It was more uplifting and lots of flutes. And it just really fit the show better, I think. Very talented musician. He too still had within the industry. He did Crazy Like Fox, Jack Warden in the 80s. Um, he actually was in um, On the Young and the Restless for a while. Uh, oh, this was probably about maybe 10 years ago or so. I did not know that was him until after he had come and gone. Did not realize that was him. And then I was shocked to find out that that was Jeff from Family. All of this time, I had no idea. Meredith Baxter Burney also was on The Young and Restless for a while uh, after John Rubenstein was. Of course, Christy McNichol went on to do, she was in all kinds of movies, TV movies, and she was in, you know, Little Darlings. And, you know, she, like I said, was a huge, huge star. She was an empty nest in the late 80s. She left the show. Um, in, uh, I think in its last season because she was diagnosed with, uh, as being manic depressive. So she left the show. She did come back for the series finale, however. And my favorite thing about Empty Nest was Christy McNichol because I was still crazy about that girl. And she was great on that show. She portrayed one of the daughters, Barbara. And of course, she's great on the show, and it's great having her back on episodic, back in an episodic television, back on a weekly series, and uh, you know, it was just really great to have her on there after she left the show, you know, which I understand her leaving, but it just wasn't the same without Barbara, without Christy. Again, she still had that really dynamic impact upon her presence was still just that dynamic that it was just not the same without her being there. So I was pretty glad that it was the last season because. The hole that she left behind was just too big to be filled by anybody else. It just, um, there was a big void without her being there. As for Christy today, believe it or not, Christy McNichol, a.k.a. Buddy, is 60 years old. Buddy at 60. Christy McNichol, 60. Can you imagine that? That's hard to wrap my head around. 
But she's retired from acting. She retired some years ago. Fortunately, she amassed and accumulated so much money as a child actress. And of course, to an empty nest as well. She is financially set for the rest of her life and never has to work again. And that's good for her. I would love to see her back. I think a lot of us would love to see her back, you know, within TV or within movies. But at the same time, I understand that she worked so much when she was younger that she just doesn't want to do it again. I totally respect and understand understand her decision. And it's great that we get to see the work that she, you know, has done down through the years because she she has a lot of it there. A lot of Chris McNichol work is out there and we still get to see it and enjoy it. So that, you know, that is a blessing. As for Gary Frank, well, he too stayed within Episode TV. Not really sure what he's been doing as of late. Quinn Cummings as well. Uh, I think that she got off into directing at one point, but uh, they're still out there, you know, still with us. And, uh, you know, wish them all the best, wish them all well, and uh, really enjoyed watching all of them on family, you know, um, as a kid and still enjoy watching them today on family. Now, family actually was a part of a really big, nasty lawsuit for a while going all the way back to 1977 because a writer by the name of Jerry Emmett claimed that Aaron Spelling stole the idea from her. She says that she submitted a script, I believe it was titled The Best Years, and that Aaron Spelling stole it. Now, according to Aaron Spelling, he got the idea from family in his kitchen with Leonard Goldberg one day. Now, which story is true? Well, of course, I have no idea. Um, So she sued Aaron Spelling. You know, she didn't get anywhere. Case basically, you know, she lost her claim, lost her case. And then she sued, actually it was dismissed in 1981. And then she appealed and of course that too was dismissed. She sued Aaron Spelling once again in 1996. That suit too, she lost that one as well. And, uh, you know, because she claimed that she created the show, she created the pilot, she was not acknowledged for her work. But as a result of that suit that she filed in 1996, Jay Preston Allen retained his created credit. So you watch Family today, you're going to continue to see the show was created by Jay Preston Allen. As for Jerry Emmett, what happened to her regarding after the lawsuit that she last filed not really sure i'm assuming that she stayed within the industry probably hopefully she kept writing again i don't know who to believe in regard to the origins and the creation of family but whomever created family thank you so much for doing so because it honestly is was is one of the best tv shows in tv history And it was my honor to bring this episode to you today. I did this episode on my own. My sister, not too familiar with family. She is very familiar with Christy McNichol and, of course, Meredith Baxter Burney because, uh, you know, she was Elise Keaton for seven years on Family Ties and Family Ties and Michael J. Fox, one of my sister's earliest and biggest crushes in life, Michael J. Fox. So, uh, but I did this episode by myself and it was a lot of fun to be able to bring it to you today. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Glad that I was able to do it. And it was a lot of fun to do as are 
all of our episodes. And again, thank you for joining us today for Two Sisters in a TV, the classic TV podcast. Thank you for the new Spotify followers that we have acquired. Thank you for all of the YouTube and Facebook and TikTok and Instagram support. Thank you for listening, reviewing, rating, subscribing. But most of all, thank you so much for your time. We will be back with a brand new episode next week to give you a little peek of sneak peek of what it's about. Well, it's going to be something that was a part of the 1950s. So we're going to take it way back to the 50s next time. So thank you again for joining us for today. And until that next episode drops, we'll see you all then.